Hi, and welcome to The Lonely Triathlete. My name is Todd, and I am the Lonely Triathlete, coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on this Sunday, December the 10th. Quick training update. My plan this week really emphasized cycling and replaced my Sunday run with a 90-minute tempo workout on the bike. And this was especially challenging because I already did a 90-minute cycle yesterday, like an endurance cycle. So my legs were already quite tired today, and they are going to be even more tired tomorrow, which is a good thing because tomorrow is my I don't work out day. So my legs are going to so appreciate a day off of training tomorrow. And because... I've been stressing my legs out more than usual lately. I've reincorporated protein powder supplementation into my diet, which got me to thinking, I really consume a lot of supplements in the form of vitamins, minerals, and various drinks. And I've always prided myself on type of guy that would like eat well and get as much of my nutrition from, you know, food sources uh, as much as possible. Don't really believe in taking that many shortcuts. So was I always the type of guy to supplement my nutrition so heavily? So I started thinking about my, my earliest recollection and involvement with food supplements and I, I go all the way back to grade school. And my mom suddenly handed my brother and I a pill, which she said was a vitamin and that we could chew it. And first of all, it was in the form of a Flintstones character, which I thought was really cool. And if you don't know, the Flintstones was a popular cartoon on TV back in the 1970s and 80s told the story of a prehistoric family, the Flintstones, and their neighbors and best friends, the Rubbles. I think it took me a decade to figure out that Rubbles and Flintstones were like a reference to rocks. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't, wasn't the smartest kid. But yeah, Flintstones multivitamins were a big thing in Canada. And I remember smelling the vitamin for the first time. It had the most unique smell I had ever experienced. It was simultaneously repulsive, almost medicinal, and mouth-wateringly attractive. And the taste was no different. It was as sweet as candy, but it had that mild tang that said, I'm sweet, but I'm also good for you. And at the time, I learned that my parents had heard about or researched about vitamins back in the late 70s, and they were good for you. So that's why they started uh, giving my brother and I this daily multivitamin. But it wasn't long before my mom stopped giving us these vitamins and focused on just a healthy diet instead. I think also part of it was my brother and I hounded her daily for one of these vitamins because they were so good. And I remember as clear as day, my mom telling us, they're, they're not candy kids. These are not candies. These are vitamins. These are, this is healthy. This is a, 
This is like a pill. This is like a medicine. And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a fistful. Because <laughs> they were so good. Anyway, she stopped giving it to us. And that was that was my first exposure to something called a vitamin. And then it was good for me. Um, and, you know, honestly, back then, back in those days, late 70s, you probably could get most of your, of your nutrition from the food you ate. Because the soil back then was in much better shape than it was today. And you could probably get all the vitamins and minerals that you needed from your food. But I don't think we're in the same state today. I don't think the food that we eat is as nutritionally sound, as nutritionally dense uh, as it used to be. But if you uh, go forward from grade school, the next time I encountered a supplement was when I graduated high school. Uh, around that time, I had started weight training, like insane weight training. I wanted to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger, even though my frame was like 145 pounds. Uh, and so I would go to the gym four, three, four days a week. And I worked out for hours. Like I was lifting often and heavy. And after a year or two, I only put on... Mm, like five pounds of muscle after it just insane amounts of working out. And I was getting a little bit frustrated because I was putting in so much work. And so I talked to one of the trainers at the gym and he said, it's obvious you're putting in the work, but you aren't eating enough. And you're certainly not getting enough protein because you're not eating enough in general. So either eat a lot more or go get a protein supplement. So I went to the health food store and I remember buying a supplement called Hard Gainer 1000. They probably still make it for all I know. And this was a powder that I mixed with milk and it supplied a thousand calories of nutrition. I don't remember how many grams of protein were in it, but a thousand calories. And in that first year of taking that supplement, I gained 10 pounds. So I went from 153 to 163. And then in the second year, I gained seven pounds to bring me up to 170, which were huge gains for me because I was what they would call a hard gainer. But it turned out I just wasn't eating enough. Now, was some of that weight body fat? Yeah, for sure. I mean, not a lot. Always been a very lean guy. Most of it was muscle, pure muscle. And so I was, I was hooked on protein supplements because they worked. They actually did what they were supposed to do for me. Then it was a short time after that, I decided to take a good quality multivitamin, uh, which I did for many years, until I read a large study that showed that there was no positive impact on mortality for those that took vitamins. So I just stopped. I guess I figured at the time, hey, if you're not going to live longer, why would I spend my money on this, on this stuff? I didn't really... I guess I didn't really think about whether there were potential positive impacts on quality of life if I was getting the right nutrition. This, this article was just so convincing that multivitamins didn't do anything for anybody. So I guess I just ignored the longevity issue. So multivitamins went out. And then in my mid-30s, I read a very convincing article with a lot of uh, scientific study um, documentation in Men's Health Magazine that expounded on the heart benefits of omega-3 fatty acids found in fish and, and fish oil. And so I started taking omega-3s for about five years. 
completely convinced that this was one of those supplements that, uh, that actually worked. And then another massive study came out and suggested that omega-3s maybe didn't do much, if anything, for heart health. So then I stopped taking omega-3s at that time too. Then a couple of years after that, another big study came out or a couple studies came out that showed a link between omega-3s and brain health and the positive impact of including fish in your diet. Also, more potential benefits related back to heart health. And I decided, you know what? I am not a big fish eater. It sounds like the science on this is kind of waffling back and forth. It seems like eating fish would be a good thing for you. I know a lot of cultures in the world that eat a lot of fish tend to live longer. So I thought, you know, I think there's a link there. So I went back on. I went back on omega-3s. A couple of years later, I heard about how how so many people, uh, especially those who live in northern climates like I did, uh, with only limited exposure to daily sunshine, were deficient in vitamin D. So I went, well, there's no... There's no getting around that one. I do not get very much sunlight in a year. Uh, So I started taking vitamin D and I would take slightly more vitamin D in the winter and less in the summer. I think I was taking at first a thousand international units a day. I I later bumped it up to 2000 in the winter and I dropped it to a thousand in the summer I stopped taking it in the summer. Then I realized, wait a second, I wear sunscreen all the time. So my body's probably still not getting sunshine in the summer. So I started taking some in the summer again. So anyway, vitamin D was was back in my uh, stable of supplements. Um, Sometime around there, I started taking five grams of, um, what's the amino acid? five grams of starts with glutamine no glute yeah i took glutamine when i would feel sick or run down because i heard that that supports the immune system um i started taking glucosamine for joint health and i was also taking creatine five grams of creatine daily to support strength in the gym I, I really felt a difference when I would take the creatine. The downside was I would gain some water weight. I'd gain about three or five pounds of water weight. And I didn't like being heavier when I played my sports like tennis. I started getting into running at that time. And I just went, you know what? I don't want to run carrying five more pounds of water even though the creatine made me stronger in the gym. So I got rid of creatine back at that time and um, that was pretty much it protein supplements glucosamine uh, for my joints vitamin d and omega-3s those are kind of my main supplements that i would take but then once the pandemic hit i stopped going to the gym and i really cut back on my protein powder because i figured with cycling and running it wasn't really taxing my muscles like uh, weight training was so I stopped taking protein except for maybe as a meal replacement I would make myself a protein shake but I'd also adapted a a much more plant-based diet around that time so I eliminated red meat from my from my meals I switched to a plant-based protein powder Um, and so I kind of had settled into as I said vitamin d omega-3 glucosamine 
and um, uh, I think I named them all. But then last year, I got that big heart assessment. If you've listened to some of my previous podcasts, I went through a big, big heart assessment, and they found evidence of the beginning of plaque and calcium accumulation in my arteries. They noted uh, elevated levels of homocysteine. Homocysteine is not good. It, it, uh, high levels of homocysteine contribute to an increased incidence of heart attacks and strokes, so I don't want that. High LDL cholesterol, the bad kind. Small, dense particle size of that LDL cholesterol, also bad. Uh, and they noted my higher than normal blood pressure, which was being controlled by medication. But, you know, it's still a thing. I have high blood pressure, but it's under control. So they gave me a therapeutic prescription for all of this. So in addition to the exercise, which I'm already nailing, being a triathlete, they wanted me to add the following supplements to my diet. So this is in addition. <laughs> this, this seems like so much, but here's the truth of it. Here's what I'm taking. Taking a gram of niacin daily, which is a B vitamin, supposed to lower LDL, lower triglycerides, increase HDL, which is a good cholesterol. Taking more vitamin D, so they've upped my vitamin D to 7,000 IUs, and eventually I'll drop it to 5,000. Uh, vitamin K3, taking 200 micrograms a day, so this vitamin ensures that calcium stays in my bones and out of my arteries. Apparently, it's very important to take vitamin K3, sorry, K2, with your vitamin D3. Nobody told me that, so I'm doing that now. I'm going to be starting soon a nitric oxide booster, which dilates the blood vessels and improves blood flow. Might help reduce my blood pressure. It'd be great if I could get off my blood pressure medicine. I don't take very much blood pressure medicine, so it's not unlikely that I can or improbable that I can um, get off that medicine. I'm also uh, taking methylfolate, so two to three milligrams daily. So methylfolate is a methylated version of a B vitamin, folate, which supports this methylation cycle in the body, and that might lower my homocysteine levels. So that's the reason to take the methylfolate and also a focus on daily electrolytes. Apparently I was a bit deficient in electrolytes, which doesn't surprise me because I sweat my head off every day. So I'm taking a um, electrolyte every day. So that's good. And then on my own advice, I've added something called sulforaphane, 40 milligrams daily of sulforaphane, which is a compound found in cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, and there's a lot of research that this can, I mean, it's a great antioxidant. It's a, a, a potent anti-cancer fighter. That's not the reason why I'm taking it. I'm taking it because there was a study that showed a good percentage decrease in LDL if you took sulforaphane at 40 milligrams a day. So I'm taking that for that reason. And I just added 10,000 IUs of vitamin A because just based on my mostly plant-based diet, I don't think I'm getting enough vitamin A. So, and I thought vitamin A is cheap. It was like $6 for two months worth of vitamin A. So I'm gonna take some extra vitamin A. So the only vitamin left for me to research and look into is vitamin E. 
Uh, again, I try to eat a, a lot of vitamin E containing foods, but to be honest, I don't think I eat enough to really satisfy what I think is a, a decent level of vitamin E according to what I'm reading and hearing. So I've got to go back to the research, figure out what everyone knows about vitamin E, and then maybe I'll add some vitamin E supplementation into my diet. So there it is. I am taking a fistful of supplements a day. It all has um, science behind it. It all has a reason. I'm not, other than the vitamin A and maybe the vitamin E, I'm not taking anything just in case. I'm not just sort of saying, oh, it's insurance. Every other vitamin, most of the other vitamins have some sort of heart health benefit or some arterial benefit to them because I've got to get my LDL under control. I've got to get my risk factors for stroke and heart disease under control. So I'm spending a whack of money, but I'm doing these supplements for my broader health. So there you have it. Turns out they take a lot of supplements, way more than I ever thought I did. Uh, I am still a firm believer in eating a good balanced diet but I'm just learning that even with my best intentions, I probably can't get all the nutrients I need from my, my food alone to support optimal health. So there you go. There's my little recap summary of the supplements I take. Do you take supplements? Do you take any supplements that you think I should know about that I'm missing out on? I would love, love, love to hear from you. Please drop me a line at the lonely triathlete at gmail.com and share with me what you've learned in the field of supplements. So that's it for me. Keep training, keep eating well, keep resting, and I'll talk to you all later. Peace.